there will be no real non-controlled currency in the world. Bitcoin is punk rock. Deal with it. You split, we bankrupt you. So do you use Lightning wallets to pay for things or not? No. Bitcoin Cash would be seen as more of a threat to the United States hegemony than Bitcoin. Miles Town, what's your favorite kind of money? Bitcoin Cash. Okay, hello and welcome back to the Bitcoin Cash podcast following Bitcoin Cash on its rise to global reserve currency. This is episode number 41, BTC and BCH Dialogue featuring Brian Harrington. Jet is producing as always. Today is Monday, the 7th of March, 2022. I'm your host, Jeremy, and I'm very excited for our guest today because I've promised on this show two or three times at least, probably more, that I would have somebody on from the BTC side of Bitcoin. And we're now at 41 episodes, more than a year. It's been all sort of BCH. I mean, we've had Joel Valenzuela. We had, you know, a couple of different people from sort of more outside the scene. But obviously, you know, the elephant in the room is Bitcoin BTC, the, the big dog of the crypto market. So, you know, had to find somebody to, to come on, but I had to also be very selective about that because there's at least some people I know that uh, probably it wouldn't go so well on, on this show. So I, I had to find somebody good and I'm, I'm really happy we've got uh, Brian in. So Brian is a content creator for uh, Bitcoin. Obviously, he's got a, it's like a web series, really. It's not exactly a podcast, right? Called uh, Bitcoin is is hard uh he's a big advocate for get on zero just cutting fiat completely out and exiting the system uh totally which uh you love to see and i believe also a more recent uh bitcoiner in the sort of grand scheme of things uh which definitely lends to his uh perspective so i think that that would certainly add something to show as well to today so yeah welcome to the show uh brian introduce yourself a little bit and how do you get yeah. into bitcoin yeah, dude. Well, super thankful to be that guy. Like as you described, um, thankful. But uh, and I also recognize just kind of the um, gravity of it a little bit. Like um, Bitcoin is like a serious thing. Like it's important and it's changing the world. Like live as we're talking right now. Like it's not happening in the future. It's happening right now, live. Um, and so, yeah. Thanks for letting me come on and talk to you. Um, agreed about joel like thanks for messaging me after i talked to him on his podcast too um yeah lots of lots of good stuff to talk about so yeah my name is brian um started buying bitcoin in 2015 um, oh wow okay the, that's a lot earlier yeah. i thought it was but, uh maybe way more recent maybe you've just done content more recently similar to me i don't know yeah so i i started buying in 2015 not heavy but yeah started doing it and then honestly like the fork is what caused me to learn what a wallet is because it's like okay so if coinbase isn't going to pay me out my my stock split you know thinking in normie like terms at the time then like okay that's not going to work gotta find the software so or found like went over to exodus wallet which is for whatever reason just the desktop wallet that would split it for you and let you do your thing or whatever um did that and yeah was just digging through all of the like content at the time of what was going on and but yeah, and then fat, so like that kind of all happened, went through my like altcoin phase, 
got back to just like Bitcoin only. And the first time I ever met Bitcoiners in person was like 2019. So the first time I ever met to a Bitcoin meetup was 2019. So I just kind of consider like 15 to 19, just this like ramp up of like becoming more and more disenfranchised. I used to work on a lot of political campaigns. So 2015 to 2015, to, like as a job, like I was yeah, an independent yeah, yeah. consultant, like would work on campaigns. Like, and so wow. from 2015 to 2019, I would just be going from campaign to campaign and I would have like months off at a time in between these things. My like, um, like wife would be at work and I would be at home, like watching YouTube, like about Bitcoin. And so as I kept getting disenfranchised with that world, I like kept learning about Bitcoin and 19 is when I first met Bitcoiners in person. And that's when the, like between 19 meeting Bitcoiners in person and between like the 2020 lockdowns, honestly, is when everything like about Bitcoin that I kind of thought up till that point kind of just got flipped on its head. And I realized like, like someone asked me, like she said, how does it help me right now? Like, how does it help me now? And I was realizing like 2020 was like not a good year, obviously, like as an understatement, like, but you, it made you realize like, dude, this seems to be doing something for businesses and for individuals right now. Like, this is terrific. Like, dude, we, we won savings. We won like the meme of the savings, like being better than fiat. Like we get it. Cash is trash. Like we all know that now we crushed it. Like we crushed it, but the just like hot like honestly like hodl forever and just like digital gold stuff and like all this stuff like it wasn't it wasn't cutting deep enough with everything that was happening in 2020 so that's when I learned how to use btc pay server some of the first one guy like came to our meetup and said like hey his uncle wanted to start taking it at his taco shop and so learned btc pay server got it installed and running for them there that snowballed into a, a three location burger chain coming and asking us so i was able to help them and yeah, it just snowballed from there. I'm thankful to like work for a Bitcoin company and just thankful to be able to travel around, get to a lot of meetups. Um, and my whole perspective on just like digital cash and like number go up and payments go around. I'm trying to just start 2022 with just this fresh, like, where are we at? What can we do to like have Bitcoin replace fiat money? So that's, that's a quick setting the table of just what I'm trying to do. Yeah, I think I saw, yeah, maybe one of your interviews, I think you were talking about 2019. So I thought, I assumed, or I guess uh, that that was when you had uh, got into it. But it's interesting because it's, it's similar for me in the sense that, yeah, I uh, got into it in 2013. But I like, I don't, I'm, I'm, I might never have been to a, I've been to a crypto meetup. I don't think I've ever even specifically been to a specific uh, Bitcoin meetup. I was living in Australia at the time and it, it was tiny. And I mean, I know a couple of people in Bitcoin, but it's people I introduced, like I didn't just, you know, run into them about like there weren't any, uh, you know, and yep. then I guess at a certain point, uh, you know, I, I, I was doing other stuff. I wasn't uh, as connected to it, but it doesn't surprise me to hear that you were involved in that kind of political uh, campaigning and, and stuff for work, because that's very obvious in your content and in your approach, like you've already said, is, is to be very uh, pragmatic or very activist about it, right? Which uh, you right. love to see because the that that's how we're going to get the job done. Like you're saying, it's, it's happening right now. I, I truly feel that, especially in 20. 22 you know the world changed uh, in 2020 and then in 2021 it was a bit of a hangover uh, to that i feel and in 2022 people are looking at things with 
fresh eyes and questioning a, a lot of what they used to know, a lot of what they assumed. You know, if if you are talking to people about, oh, have you you've never heard of, you know, like for instance, the problems with fiat money printing or anything like that. Yeah. Maybe previously they would be a bit like, okay, this is a bit weird, or I don't know really about that or something. But now people are starting to say, like, what is going on in the world? They really have that drive to understand <laughs> what what is right. behind the curtain right. of all this stuff. Right. You know? Right um so yeah it's anyway it's uh it's great and i'm 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 personally actually looking forward to 2022 because i think or you know i have been enjoying it so far i think it's going to be a, a a massive year um yeah big opportunity for for everyone right yeah. so uh quick bit of news podcast news so uh, i'm still running this uh meme competition with luke Pryor that i announced uh last week the deadline is in three days so if you've got uh you know, still a little bit of time, you can still submit a meme. We've had actually so many memes that we're not going to be able to review them all on the show. There's been a lot of them. There's been some really good ones. Some people put in uh, like a lot of effort uh, actually. And yeah, of course there is BCH2B1 for the top three prizes. So the details and everything are on the slides uh, and you can, you know, uh, you can all check that out uh, if you're interested in that. Right. Onto the price. So the market has been kind of kind of moving a bit uh, sideways, but sort of in the bearish uh, this last uh, week or so. $276.86 USD for one BCH. One BTC buys about 138 BCH. So BCH is actually at all-time lows against uh, BTC. So Brian, you're going to be coming in, coming in hot here with some uh, good, uh, good momentum, and the price of Bitcoin, which I don't usually announce, because uh, I figure you can reverse engineer it from the ratio, is thirty-eight thousand one hundred and sixty dollars. So every guest I have on the show, you know, gets a chance to comment on the on the price. Obviously, it's not everything about crypto, but it's also not nothing because uh, it's a pretty important uh, market indicator and everybody has different ways of approaching the price, whether they block it out completely. Some people follow it obsessively. Some people care if it hits, you know, certain thresholds, some people trade, some people hodl. Mm-hmm. Like uh, how, how do you deal with uh, the Bitcoin? And I, well, I guess probably not the Bitcoin cash yeah. price. Like, Do you follow yeah. the Bitcoin cash price or other altcoins? Which ones do you follow? Yeah, yeah so great question. Um, look, price does matter. Price 100% matters. I'm not like one person that says like, hey, you should ignore it or like say that it doesn't matter or whatever. Price 100% matters. Um, what I'm trying to do mentally is I'm trying to more reframe it in my brain of more just the exchange rate and really just focus on like what's exchange. I'm trying to I'm trying to mentally rework my brain to say like Bitcoin is my base currency and then the exchange rate for dollars matters in that if I keep like I keep a checking account, a savings account, and an IRA retirement account of Bitcoin. Like Bitcoin yeah. is the base, like base of all three of those accounts um, through different apps that I use. But the exchange rate to USD matters because I have a mortgage and I pay my credit card bill. So like use Bitcoin where you can, but then for, mer- for merchants that like choose to like still operate within the legacy system and choose to operate on the foreign currency, the dollar, totally. Like I have a credit card that'll pay them. And then I can pay off that card with my base currency like Bitcoin. And so the exchange rate fully matters. I check it every day, like when I wake up and I check that multiple times throughout the day. So the exchange rates are very something that's in my brain. Um, super important. But yeah, trying to work at Bitcoin being my like base. Yeah, no, that's obviously the mindset, uh, you know, of this show as well too. Like I say, Bitcoin Cash on its rise to global reserve currency. It's that same idea, right? Is that in the end there will be no there will be no fiat, right? It just it won't exist, right. and people struggle right. to get 
over that right. that leap and that's been one of the right. main stories of the last right. decade or so is that the first time when you tell people about uh bitcoin you know the, originally there was a bit of a window to sort of try and explain to people like this is just going to replace everything but it's yeah. kind of slid away from that over time and become a bit more like uh you know trading it in and out people think of yeah. how can i use bitcoin to make money rather than bitcoin right. is the money right. you know Uh, And so definitely a strong focus on that being an actual parallel separate uh, system. I just saw in some of your kind of, you were talking about the Amish and their communities all around the world that have, you know, disconnected from sort of traditional society throughout history in all kinds of different uh, ways, you know, Uh, like. Correct. And so where the exchange rate, so I don't, I, I don't think about the exchange rate between Bitcoin and altcoins like a lot, but Mm. like, we can get into this further, but that's because like, that's because I prefer side chains where like it's pegged BTC directly. So I'm still only dealing with one exchange rate back to like what I'm like used to. So the two currencies I operate in the most are Bitcoin and dollars. And so that's exchange rate that's in my head the most, but what a developing theory for me that I'm like thinking about the future of the world, I actually like, I kind of believe that like everything is going to become a side chain of Bitcoin. Like I think Bitcoin, the currency is like what's going to win, but like an overtake fiat money but i understand that there's multiple ways of like moving bitcoin and so what i'm trying to do is i'm kind of and like i kind of view like lightning liquid rsk state chains like so those are kind of like the four that are like more bitcoin-esque like but i like i'm kind of trying to see like wrapped bitcoin bitcoin cash dash monero like i'm i'm comfortable with this whole like i really like this faq on your site of the whole is if is there a use for Bitcoin as savings account, Bitcoin Cash as checking account? And so I'm really yes. interested to talk to you deeper about that. Like not to get out of order of slides, but like that that I think is something that's interesting. So I'd be interested how many Bitcoin Cash um, people feel like that. And it's something that I like try to cover more with Joel as well because I, I kind of feel the same way about his kind of like dash circular economy too. I yeah. feel the same way about that, but. I'm not, what I'm trying to do is I'm not trying to attach any, I have no emotional baggage about any of this. Like Bitcoin Cash, Dash, Monero, like Lightning, Liquid, like they all have pros and cons. And so what I'm trying to do though, is like, I just, I believe that the, everything is pointing towards like Bitcoin, the currency being the most like stable and powerful, but then all of this stuff about L2s and side chains and more of like how commerce is going to happen or whatever is completely still like you you can't write that off as like oh a finished discussion or whatever yeah and like you say i mean it is happening right now we're running it live you know honestly nobody nobody knows right i have my theories you have your theories everybody has their uh theories but if bitcoin has proven anything it's that nobody knows uh, what it's gonna be like you know and if I like, because I chose in 2022 to take my checking account, my bank account to zero, there's the ecosystem that I'm choosing to do that in is hugely more matured than the ecosystem that people chose to do that in, in 12, 13, 14. So if someone was doing it back then, and then they run into these issues, like, and that, the, that caused the fork and cause these things, like there, that's obviously they're going to have to find other solutions because they already chose to like close their bank accounts. I'm like, I'm doing it at an easier time where the apps are like here and more established and like things like, and it's not, it's seen as wild, but not like completely like, Oh my God, Off what the are you chain, doing? Like, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. And, right. Joel's and a, I acknowledge a, that. Yeah. Joel is a classic for that because he was so uh, right. early onto it. And that, and that definitely has, 
yeah you know impacted the way that's he, honestly uh, dude that's yeah. honestly what led me to that like tweet of when you like wrote me was when joel like finally explained to me he's like dude like I, I didn't have a bank account like i didn't have a bank account i was using bitcoin as my money like as this thing and so when like fees spiked and i couldn't like move the money like i couldn't move my money it wasn't this like whereas for me back then i was like Dude, that's why isn't Coinbase paying me out my stock split, bro? That's yeah. that's freaking screwed up. That's way different paradigm. That's two way different paradigms. Like I'm just still sitting at my bank account, like doing whatever I'm doing, like getting paid. And I'm like, dude, Coinbase, what a ripoff. Like yes. that's a different, that's way different. Exactly. It's very different when the kind of the rubber meets the road. And uh, yeah, obviously that's a perspective, you know, I have, uh, you know, to some degree in a, in, in a civil set, but we, we will, uh, we will definitely get into all that. Okay. So with the stats then um, this week, BCH doing about 55,000 uh, transactions a day, BDC on chain about 250,000 uh, transactions a day, obviously, you know, lightning network or any of those other side chains are not, uh, accommodated here nor is uh you know smart bch um but i'm curious uh for you actually as well too you know obviously you talked about you follow the price a lot do you have other metrics that you'd like especially you know the on-chain metrics and this kind of stuff super fascinating in the in the crypto industry it's really unique uh compared to you know a lot of other industries that it's, it's i sort of see it it's kind of like uh astrology or something you know you, you kind of have the signs of people trying to read the tea leaves as to what's what's going on there's not nothing there but there's also you can't draw everything from it you know right i'm probably um i mean if i i know there's nothing there's nothing else that like i check every single day i have so i use clark moody's dashboard like i use clark moody's dashboard and i like having that up like if i'm just working like i have it up and so i'm kind of always dancing everything but i'm never like i wouldn't be the first guy to tell you like like i couldn't have told you that this was the first downward difficulty adjustment of like of the, the year, year yeah. like without people tweeting it i do think it's interesting watching lightning liquid and whirlpool compete for like how much bitcoin is inside each of them i do like mm. watching that and that's kind of relevant to this um i don't have a st- i don't have a favorite stat okay all right yeah no you, you definitely don't and it's, it's the same as the price it's fascinating to see every guest that comes on you know some are really plugged into that some completely removed some don't know about it some yeah some people love you know, the mining dynamics more or some people love, you know, watching like the social media, you know, which coins yeah. are getting hyped. It's uh, everybody's just slightly different, but I always check on every, every week is the, the transactions and then also the cent in USD, uh, which yeah. is another one that's interesting because it is, it is gameable to, to some extent, right? Obviously, yeah. if you've got a ton of money, you can just forward yourself a bunch of money a bunch of times. But I feel like there's only... There's not too much uh, noise in this because, uh, you know, who's going to spend all day freaking doing that? Who's even going to bother, right? And uh, we've certainly seen over the last uh, couple of years, you know, you can you can see just uh, patterns emerging and variations. And certainly, you know, when the market spikes, you see the activity uh, go up and stuff. So it sort of gives more, or sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes the, the price spikes and the activity is like flat and it, it's like, wow, everybody's getting real hype, uh, even though ne- not necessarily the Bitcoin economy itself is is doing too well. Those things uh, run like very strangely in, um, in, in parallel as well. Uh, too, but anyway, this week uh, BDC has been kind of a bit a bit lower down, and BCH has as well. It had a bit of a rise, and then it's uh, kind of 
fallen off a bit. So things have actually been a bit bit quiet on the on the crypto front in the last uh, couple of weeks. There's been there hasn't been any big moments. I don't think you know on this show. I'm always covering the latest news. Like it's there's no like Elon Musk you know gets involved. It's it's been it's been one of the more quiet ones uh, for crypto. But I think uh, yeah. So first topic, I I thought you know maybe we can start on something where I'm sure we would have a lot of uh, common ground is the ethereum community uh having a few uh issues let's say with it, it kind of started with uh venezuelan users getting blocked from metamask which is by far and away i don't know the numbers but i imagine it would be well in excess of 90 percent, maybe 95 percent, maybe even 99 percent of ethereum users use this uh web uh wallet and i guess they have a mobile version as well too and so uh, they started blocking people from being able to uh, use it and make transactions and, and payments and so on in Venezuela. And this is a big deal for a couple of reasons. The yeah. first reason is that Venezuela is a hotspot for crypto adoption because their fiat situation is a disaster. So uh, it's more impactful there than it might be if it had been another country in the world. And it's also a, a, a big deal because obviously the whole crypto ethos is sort of neutrality censorship resistance and so on and so forth and there is obviously the response from the you know the bitcoin or other crypto communities immediately jumped on this like all right you guys are just this is the thin end of the wedge here if you're going to be blocking off people in venezuela you know who's deciding that well your money isn't that fungible etc etc but then the ethereum sort of defense is uh, it's all still open source. Technically, the network's still available to anybody. You could just switch to another wallet, so on and so forth. But I, you know, my personal opinion is that's a little bit naive from the Ethereum community because even though it's like a, it's like a technically true that okay, people can still use another wallet or whatever. But the fact of the matter is, huge percentage of their community does use this wallet, so it's going to set the precedent for how things are users might not necessarily understand what is happening in the first place they might not be able they might not know how to switch to another wallet or you know have to have to mess around they might feel like rug pulled that they're you know censorship resistant or any of these stories that they got told about crypto were uh false and i also discovered that metamask is is a technically public source and not open source so the code is available and you can look at the code but unlike open source which typically has a license to modify and redistribute so anybody can make a copy and make metamask you know libre which anybody could uh you know use in venezuela technically you can't do that without uh, kind of getting sued and and stuff so i i don't know what you uh there was also some other stuff within fura so we'll come to that that's kind of uh, related but on this actual metamask point do you, i'm sure you've got a view on this right yeah, so that was the same thing that hit me, like, so talked about it, and then, you know, you get hit back with um, people, you know, well, it's a wallet, same things happen to other wallets, you can switch, and, the, and my reply was, and I, I don't think I ever tweeted this back, but I just, like, I could probably, I can name, you know, 12, 10 or 12, like, Bitcoin wallets, like, off the top of my head, if I had to, like, but I can't, I don't know, like, could an Ethereum user name, like, 10 to 12, like, you know, 15, like Ethereum wallets. Even I don't three. Know. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know if they, I don't know if they could. I, I yeah. can't, I can't name half a dozen like ETH wallets. And so you're right. Like that's, that's an issue. So it's like, yes, to, I liked your point of like, um, technically true. Okay. But in reality, you know, what's your, what's your solution? Like, what is your number two then? What's your number two best wallet? 
Like if MetaMask goes down, what's the number two best one? What's the number one? What's the second one that's good enough that, you know, like regular million people can start withdrawing ETH from Coinbase too? What, exactly. what are we running next? You know, so, I, <laughs> don't know. Things, I don't know what the answer to that is. Yeah, well, those things need to be battle tested as well. That's another thing is, you know, is sort of lost in the mix of this kind of technically we're all good uh, or, or whatever, but it's like, yeah, but the the reality and, of that can be so different, right? And like, here's something about Bitcoin. Like, so, okay, so the Bitcoin wallet does this, like, which, okay, have there been probably a Bitcoin wallet does this. We're all like literally cussing them out, like on Twitter saying like, what are you doing? And getting them to reverse the, like reverse the position or we're exactly feeding next wallet up, next wallet up, like to new people. But like, so, hey, how about, hey, ETH person, how about instead of replying to my tweet, you go over there and like continue the mission and like whip MetaMask into shape about what the mission is that we're doing here. Like, you know, or yeah, like, no, I mean, or in your mean comp, in your reply guy back to me, pitch the number two wallet. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I haven't followed in detail all these Twitter threads, but I take it that that hasn't necessarily been happening because, because there aren't those, those tools in place. And it's not just people saying, Oh, by the way, you know, some other company is not already set up with the infrastructure, right. with everything ready to go that are like can capitalize on this where's the you know, in a free market. Where's the, bankless, where's the bankless Dow wallet that was built by everyone like in voting on how it works so that for this day, when we knew this would happen, right? Because yeah. we're building a bankless community, right? So we are ready for this day. The the what like the DAO should be here then to onboard all those people too. Yeah, and it is it is just a case of especially in the Ethereum community, and that's a, a big difference between you know the Bitcoin, including the BCH side, and the Ethereum side is that you know due to the history, due to the communities and the different you know cultures of those those coins. There's like, long been criticism of Ethereum, like, haha, you're a bit centralized. Like, you guys don't understand. Right. Like, we're playing for keeps here. Like, when the right. when the crackdown your, comes, like, you've got to be ready. Like, where's your regular people blogs on how to load an APK on a phone? Where is it? Like, I don't. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not. I'm not the most technical guy. Like, I've learned it from doing Bitcoin. But like, if we're in a situation like that, and I needed to help regular people at our at our Bitcoin meetup load APKs because the like app stores nuked all of it, then that's where we are that week. And that's what we're working on that week. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, you know, to, to, it's certainly part of my understanding of the Ethereum community. I follow the bankless uh, podcast a lot. I recommend people check them out. Those guys do uh, great content, but uh, if I had a chance to talk to them or something, I would certainly dig into the details a bit where they, they they're more like optimistic in the sense that they they're feeling like oh we're in this grand utopia everyone's making money we're changing the world ha 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 like kind of vibe but it's not like no we're changing the world which means you know the the power that are in now are, are gonna fight back right like right. it's a it's it's a battle so we can't be showing up like assuming it's all sunshine and and, and rainbows and just this kind of incident kind of you know exposes a, a little bit of that you know they they have a similar thing with their i don't know their fee structure there's a lot of you know this is not going to be all about uh ethereum but i think this is one critical example of e exposing that that's something that the bitcoiners have been hitting on for a while and the ethereum people try to sort of explain away but they they can't when this kind of happens 
But I agree with you about just another shout out to Bankless of like the vibe, at least the words and the direction is exactly there. Like exactly there. And same thing. I think you would be a great guest on their show. I think they would be a great guest on this show because in the same way we're talking about BTC and BCH, there's the exact same thing between ETH and any of it. Because, but if, you know, and that's a big thing about DeFi and all this stuff, like using it instead of like centralized things is directionally good. But we need to have like real conversations about how we're then bridging like real world and the real world matters with like that stuff. Yeah, and that's something that you and I uh, talked about a little bit in the in the lead up to this show, which could be a, a whole you know this could be another topic that we could even do for a, a separate show or something, which would be you know intra crypto uh, cooperation because that's and now that the market is so diversified, there's so many projects and and whatever. I mean that does sort of ramp up the decentralization and resistance to attack, but it's also kind of an opportunity where we can be faster and better than the legacy system because coins can all learn from each other. And obviously users can very fluidly like swap between, between chains if there's different needs or different use cases or, or whatever. Right. So that's, that's certainly uh, something that the community um, needs to, needs to think about. And maybe, you know, I'll, I'll be thinking about more going into 2022 and 2023, but to carry on with this um, Ethereum stuff. So the, <laughs> All right, <laughs> settle down, settle down, mate. <laughs> yeah, just to carry on a little bit here. So the same thing that happened with MetaMask sort of was happening with Infura, which is uh, this uh, provider of the um, the uh, the like a, an ETH infrastructure kind of company that runs a bunch of nodes and then provides APIs for people to plug into because the Ethereum community's you know scaling plan uh, is definitely more burdensome than the uh, BCH plan and a lot more burdensome uh, than the BDC plan. So of course, you know, when you have higher requirements, you have more uh, problems with encouraging people to actually run nodes uh, and your network is sort of less decentralized or again, technically Ethereum people will say, yeah, technically we have all the nodes. As long as we have the nodes, it's all fine and dandy. But the reality is, if Infura runs into big problems and they're the only ones that are operating kind of in this space that are popular, that have existing users that can handle a huge surge in traffic, et cetera, et cetera. If they go down, then, well, not only does Infura uh, die, but because so many services rely on it, they also uh, die at the, at the same time. So it is a, a central point of, of control. And there was this stuff came out with this consensus lawsuit uh, showing that JP Morgan had been buying up the company you know, sort of a bit in secret that owns uh, Infura and MetaMask and, you know, sort of getting their tentacles in. And this is a part of crypto that it's inevitable. The banks are going to be involved. The sort of the defense plan for crypto is that it's open. So everyone can be involved and that includes the banks. And if they buy in, well, that gives them more incentive to kind of, you know, let the whole thing uh, kick off. So there's no way to to stop that. Or I don't think they should be trying to like, root out the evil you know jp morgan investors or whatever because that's just an impossible battle to win uh regardless but it certainly does you know raise uh questions then if they have so much of their infrastructure relying on it particularly i think in the wake of the fact that ethereum is trying to switch to proof of stake and so obviously between proof of work and proof of stake one of the big 
differences is proof of stake seems like this grand system until you get captured and if you do it's over it's game over because you know you can always build more miners you can always start a new mining farm you can always invent a new energy technology or switch the hashing algorithm or whatever you know there's a bunch of different outs uh in that regard but proof of stake if the bankers end up with the share of the coins and they're just raking in the proof of stake there's no way for anybody to ever displace them uh out of you know control of the network except to except for everyone to abandon it so i think that really also came into this uh same uh discussion so yeah your thoughts on on all this aspect as well yeah i i mean i think i think it's clear now that decentralization is a scale right? Instead of a like, yes or no, scale. Yep. And I think that like the place where I'm like just thinking more and more about that, like is in the like side chain and second layer discussion. Um, I'm kind of, I'm just at the point where it's like Bitcoin is the only bulletproof, like uh, decentralized like thing that there is, but that's, but like a side chain or a second layer like should completely like make efficiencies. Like that's the whole point. And I'm comfortable with that. Um, that's, that's where I'm at on that. But do you see as far as this, you know, Ethereum uh, community goes, do you, do you have any thoughts on this whole proof of stake transition or like, uh, you know, their sort of scaling roadmap, obviously BC and BCH yeah. have their differences, but ETH is in another camp in terms of their, Correct. you know, uh, plan of attack. And certainly with the the bankless guys, you know, they're always talking about ultrasound money and stuff. They have kind of also adopted the idea of this not global reserve currency, but it's kind of in the same vein, which they were a bit late to the party on, but they've now right. recognized this is kind of what we're fighting for. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's just a non-starter for me. Like that doesn't, doesn't like, I don't want, like, I don't think the neutral reserve currency of the world can have like a public roadmap for its monetary policy. I don't think it can have that. <laughs> dude, coordinating yeah. people like, dude, the, like the Vitalik screenshots of where I think someone was like, Hey, what's like something you've learned like over the past few years or whatever. And he was like, that it's really hard to coordinate a large group of people. I was like, Yes, it is. Like, it's that's a bingo. Like, bingo. It's dude, it's hard to get 10 people to choose where they want to eat dinner at. Yeah. Like, dude, we're like, Bitcoin is trying to do the hardest thing in the entire world. Like, it, it can't, you, like, dude, come on. Like, and that's, and that's the thing. It's like, it's already a non starter. Like, it's already a non starter. The brand is bad. The visible founders are bad. Like it can't, it, you can't recover from that. You can't yeah. recover from that. And yeah, so there's, that just won't happen. Like ETH, ETH should pivot to being a side chain of Bitcoin. Yeah. And I mean, full, I, well, full, I guess like, we full can. Full stop. Full stop. Like, yeah <laughs> i mean this kind of we'll, we'll talk about that specifically in a in a moment but i think i i want to really echo what you're saying about this idea of the the bitcoin plan is we're trying to create you know voluntary decentralized consensus at the planetary scale this is humanity kicking up a level on whatever it's called the kardashev scale or that uh yeah, one that's yeah. about you know well, if go yeah. on Sorry, just one more thing. And I hate the word decentralized, actually. Like, actually, if we're getting to the very root of the entire thing, I hate it. Like, even the word itself is has, like, lost its, like, salt. And it's not even very effective anymore. So, like, I'm using it in the context of this because it's just already in the discussion. It's kind of shorthand for, like, loosely getting across what's in my brain. 
But like, if we're truly talking about this from scratch, like it just, we like, that's another one of my things in 2022 is like, we need new language. We need new language. Bitcoin has been around over 10 years now. Like we're pushing into the second 10 years and our old words are like, are, have lost their meaning. They've lost their like oomph behind them. And the mainstream has used them now. And so, like I said this the other day, like this is just funny, but it's like, if Fidelity is putting on their little PDF, like get off zero, like you guys, we can't use get off zero anymore. We won. So get off zero one. No one should be on zero anymore. Fidelity is telling grandparents to get off zero now. Like we're done. We're off that. Okay. So now what's the next thing? Maybe we should get on zero. Like maybe we should move to the next thing. And so why that's relevant to this is because like arguing about like the scale of decentralization or whatever, or the whole thing of like, like I hate this between, honestly, between Bitcoin people, I hate the argument between like lightning and liquid stuff where I'm like, where I like, I'll tweet out something positive about liquid and they'll be like, well, it's not decentralized the way that like lightning is decentralized. Like, you know, you have to trust the like 15 like staker organizations or whatever and blah, 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 blah. But like lightning, you can run your own node and blah, blah, blah. Like, and I'm like, guys, want to know something? Look, here's something. And you, everyone, liquid is easier to use than lightning. It is. Like it is. And, and so like, uh, let's start fresh right now on the realities like of it. That doesn't mean lightning sucks. I like lightning and I use lightning, but if we're straight up, like talking about this, it's easier to use. Want to know something too? Liquid's easier to use than Ethereum is like, and, it, <laughs> and you can trade, you can trade liquid coins around also like dude. And then want to like, want to know something else? ETH is losing to like all XYZ, all the other ETH killers because they do it cheaper and faster and easier. Like, and so that's, that's, what's all funneling towards this. Like everything is a side chain thing. Everything is competing like at this thing or whatever. And so I'm, if I'm already using Bitcoin, bulletproof Bitcoin as my money, I'm, I'm honestly down to use liquid 15 Federation or whatever. Like, and for just because like we're here, I don't like, I have no baggage that like blockchain runs it or whatever. So I'm sorry if that's like, like shadowing like the whole discussion or whatever but what i'm trying to say is like i don't have a like i don't have a favorite side chain yet if bitcoin cash like dialed in how to wrap btc on bch and it just was the simplest slam dunk thing in the world or if like joel like shows off his dash app of how he can like like seamlessly transition in and out of this stuff and it like gets the goods and services into his house the easiest as possible like i think the field for L2s and sidechains is completely open, like open game right now and being competed against. So relevant to this, I'm done arguing. I don't want to argue and spend all this time about like L1s that are decentralized versus non-decentralized. Like the fact that's not an L1 discussion then. Like that's, if you're, if you're, if you're questioning whether your L1 is decentralized or not, it's not an L1. <laughs> that's a good uh that's a good way of, of looking at it and i think it's certainly uh relevant to what you're saying that yeah essentially eighth eighth killers are a dime a dozen right there's there's a million of them if you look at coin market cap or whatever then you know like yeah you can just pick out 15 of them no problem right and they because i mean it's all open source they can all be evm compatible they can just switch up you know their special source algorithms or whatever they're loving the look of you know and uh i think the ethereum community are sort of a bit naive about uh 
you know that in the sense that haha everything is an ethereum killer yeah that's great because none of them have killed ethereum so you can say great we're you know tough tough enough to withstand it but the fact is you throw enough darts at a dartboard someone's going to get it right and uh, obviously plenty of people are trying because the and the users the and the users there. aren't loyal like the yeah. data the right like i mean there's other people that have better data on the in between cryptos competing with each other or whatever but the users are not loyal they don't yeah. care they're trying, they just, and that's what I'm trying to read. That's what I'm trying to relay of like, I'm not, I'm not loyal to like any side chain either. I want whichever one can move my money, which is Bitcoin the best. So if yeah. ETH whips it into shape and like, like cleans it up and tells me like fixes their rollups and all that stuff so that I can move wrapped Bitcoin the fastest. And that's what the brewery next to me starts running is wrapped Bitcoin. And honestly, the marketing of L2s does matter also. Like, yeah. so because breweries run lightning that makes me like lightning because the brewery used it like someone there chose to do it and chose to put in the time and pick that one for whatever reason like so that makes me like it because then i'm able to like do something with it yeah and so i wanted to just sort of contrast this uh, kind of ethereum narrative with the, the the bitcoin narrative it's that there is you know subject to a huge asterisk there is no bitcoin killer right there's bdc and there's maybe sort of bch right and then bitcoin sv is basically finished ecash is probably pretty much like finished so bitcoin is maybe they have to worry about bch but they don't even have to worry about that so much because as we said there's uh you know a lot of shared history a lot of shared understanding and you know it's not going to be the there's the divide you know those two are in one camp and eth and the eth killers are in another camp uh culturally technologically historically you know for a, a lot of reasons so uh i think that's yeah. certainly un- and something like you know dash or like dogecoin or whatever there's a lot of reasons that they are not going to be able to get into that category they're not called bitcoin killers they just aren't <laughs> because right. there's right. you know it's not the right. same it's not the same and there right. is a a harder underpinning to the the bitcoin ethos uh as it were so okay all right now let's head on to the next uh slide then so this is where we can yeah talk through uh some of this stuff with the uh block size war so it all obviously this podcast came about as a, a result of your tweet which i thought was very uh interesting uh take so i'm gonna start by you know i'll read it out and then you can uh you know, expound on it a little bit more. So you said B cashes that cared about MOE medium of exchange should have fought harder at the social layer instead of forking the code. OGs that cared about medium of exchange should have put out better content on Bitcoin budgeting and living on Bitcoin. Austrian econ nerds and suits also guilty of downplaying the medium of exchange importance. So you've you've kind of given all all three angles to there, you know, and it's it's quite a sort of balanced take in sort of spreading around the blame of yep. you know how we ended up in this uh, situation. But yeah, expand on that and and what prompted yeah. this uh, thinking? Yeah. Uh, so what prompted the thinking was going on Joel's podcast. So yeah, Joel Valenzuela, um, Digital Cash Network, um, and it, and just honestly waking up like the next morning and still just thinking about it. Um, what also prompted it is I like personal finance. Like I came to Bitcoin through not, not, I guess not directly through personal finance, but just 
my like I learned budgeting like growing up and just Dave Ramsey and just like all the classic stuff that like my you know typical parents would like both my parents are just still married and raised us with the three little envelopes and you put some in the spending some in the savings some in the giving it away like so just yeah. being organized and saving and like having a job and like buying a car like I already did those things like as kids and so that's just where I grew up now like and now and it's me thinking in 2022 in 2022 Inflation has gotten bad enough, like technically, like physically has gotten bad enough to where your dollars are losing to goods and services every day. Like there's place where I live in Southern California, an average townhome is rising in price weekly, larger than my weekly paycheck. That's an issue. Like that's an issue. So like not like, so that's the state of the dollar. And then Bitcoin, like depending on how you run it, like goes up every like every single day on average and so the number that i've chose to use uh, there's a great thread um by uh user epic underscore curious he wrote this um that bitcoin goes up on average 0.2 percent per day so 20 yeah. bucks per day that was a math he he did of a lot of different ways and he's a bigger mathematician than i am but but use 0.1 use 0.2 use 0.5 use whatever you use use number go up.com or whatever it is and use 10 bucks a day like whatever whatever number you want to use the math is now physically in favor of not holding dollars. Like, so the typical Bitcoin budgeting that no one even called it that, but that I grew up on in Bitcoin was spend dollars, like save in Bitcoin, right? And this was a lot of the frustration also, I think that led to like, it's kind of going out on limb, but a little bit of the undercurrent of like the whole fork also was because medium exchange mattered. And then Austrian economics saying like, no, sound money matters first, you know, well, being able to buy things is what gives its value. No, that's not true. Scarcity. So there's that whole thing. Right. But yeah. what I'm coming at it straight here of 2022 with a fresh mind, I'm like, look, mathematically, I understand or. So I understand whatever the Bitcoin Sunday school answer was use dollars as your checking account, use Bitcoin as your savings account. But now in 2022, when you rerun the numbers, uh, holding any dollars for longer than a day mathematically doesn't make any sense anymore. Like you will end up wealthier even after paying capital gains taxes by holding Bitcoin as your base money. So that's what clicked in my brain this year. And that's what me and my wife and my family chose to not use a dollar checking account anymore. And now we're two and a half months in, or yeah, just hit, just hit the beginning of month three for that. So that's the experiment that my brain's going, which led to this tweet, because if guys like, if, if guys like Joel and other guys that already close their bank accounts, and I'm not directly calling him out because he makes like good content, what I'm going to say, but like in everyone that was going through Bitcoin is better than fiat money back then. It either was a combination of like, like they didn't, for whatever reason, there was no content that hit me back there that explained that not owning dollars was a financially responsible decision. But now we're, I have, I have the ability to relay information onto the internet that I can say, like holding dollars is not a financially responsible decision. If you can make a reasonable calculation and decision to not hold dollars anymore. So then you can start researching cryptocurrencies and choose which monetary policy you like the best and choose the feature set of the ones that you like the best, like, and do that. And so this is me looking back on what happened and wondering if 
someone had been able to explain it in that sense of like, look, number go up is important and paint mixing. The lockdowns made me understand so much of why medium exchange was important because I was at a bar that was choosing to stay open. Okay. And that matters. That's worth paying money for. So I was like, dude, if these people could not get paid in dollars that are losing its value and they could get paid in Bitcoin, they would literally be making money and becoming wealthier for like putting their neck on the line. Like, and then you realize that like, ding, 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 that's basically all small businesses all the time anyways. Like all small businesses are like semi like under attack in general just by like the world, (laughs) just like dumping on them and making their life harder. So they need Bitcoin and number go up combined with payments go round is like such this powerful combination because we're trying to create a circular economy and a circular economy that doesn't have number go up, like then the people are just going to be like the war of attrition is going to drive them into the ground. But if you can, but if you can also become wealthier, then like the, the like a Bitcoin circular economy is the most well-financed anti-establishment movement like that the world has ever seen. And so, but that relies on both of these things. Like medium exchange does matter. And I just have like a refreshed excitement for, for medium exchange because we already crushed savings. Like we already crushed it. Yeah. I mean, I think the sort of my response to all this is, yeah, you've hit the nail on the head essentially that the, when it really comes down to it, once you boil everything, you know, all the different uh, stuff, all what happened and whatever, the split between BDC and BCH is that uh, money has three uh, functions, you know, store of value, medium of exchange and unit of account. And essentially both sides agree that unit of account is the least important because you can get to that at the end. Like once everybody's already doing it, they'll start thinking that way naturally. And that's where, you know, uh, Peter Schiff and whatever are just completely there off the rip. They have no idea what's going on because they can't, they can't understand like today is not tomorrow. You know, right. it's unreal. Right. But anyway, right. uh, if, if that, you know, between the BDC and BCH side, this, the split was effectively over the fact that uh, the, the BCH side was that the primary function of money is to be a medium of exchange. And that's why the whole analogy uh, even, you know, started from Satoshi was to electronic cash, because uh, one of the things I think most, you know, epitomizes this is that people were holding Bitcoin before it was worth anything. The moment it gained value was buying the first pizzas. It was not everyone holding that gave it money that gave it a value and gave it, you know, demand. Well, obviously it had demand, but it still had no yep. price. The price yep. and the value yep. came from uh, trading it and that money is just the most traded commodity in, in a society, right? So that's sort of the BCH uh, take on it. So to such an extreme extent, as we've uh, seen, that the BCH price has, you know, absolutely created against uh, BTC because at least in the short term, well, there's other reasons too. So I would say losing the kind of uh, main branding was a big uh, problem, but also For with sure. the fact that the co- the BCH side was far less coordinated at the time of this split uh, which was, I would say, because it was more decentralized at that time. And so naturally decentralized things are less coordinated in the short run, but they kind of, you know, it's an exponential where they accelerate later on if given time to kind of, you know, for the mark- free market to work its magic. And then the BDC side, it was 
it was kind of the opposite with the the game was okay like you know hodling forever and whatever and, it, and when you have people all doing that like you explained uh dumping their bch going into bdc and just thinking i'm never gonna spend this of course that creates a huge amount of supply that is like locked yeah. up uh and yep. therefore you know the the price will will start to rise so because of the way that all uh played out you know and like you're saying the rising price has helped uh bdc immensely because yeah. uh, essentially yeah. a rising price is an airdrop to everybody in the community relative to the rest of the yeah. world and the yeah. you know the same thing works in reverse so bch has suffered incredibly badly <laughs> uh as a result of that and that's uh you know one of the reasons that i was not as involved for a long time but i got back involved about uh, a little more than a year ago about 13 or 14 uh months ago you know just before i started this show and so my hypothesis is that the bch community if bch starts to get a rising price it will go absolutely fucking nuts because it has had so much uh, resilience and so much um you know time where it's truly the hardcore have made it all work on absolute scraps if you gave them the kind of resources that uh BDC has had, you know, the the amount of actual proactive change would be enormous. That's that's just uh, yeah my my theory. Would, so yeah, I don't know what you think about any of that, dude. Off that, I would just I would just throw out that like, um, dude, honestly, like major shout out to like Colin Enstad. Like, dude, yes. I stayed subscribed to his channel and like I I watched that. Like, I watched it from a distance and I and I messaged him on Twitter and I just said, dude, like you're. What, what I like about him is, and this is completely from like not knowing him. I, Colin is just a regular guy that like talks about Bitcoin cash. And for me, like, like just being a regular guy that like talks about Bitcoin, like that was helpful. It was helpful to understand, like just watch and just listen a little bit, like from a distance. Because my question kind of coming into like my question to him and across this whole thing has been like, what's the, like, what's the end game of BCH? Um, what's the yeah, like what we are like where we are what yeah like what's the goal like and 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 that's not in a needling way like that's in a I, I I'm pretty sure I messaged him that and asked him that like hey like what's you know because again I was going through my whole thing of like understanding that like dude medium exchange is important 2020 sucks like trying to run BTC pay server and like get people fired up about this but but dude it's Again, all the frustration that BCH people had with BTC people about the like not understanding MOE was important. Dude, what's random is like I ran into that as soon as I onboarded this taco stand in 2020. Like all these people on Twitter are like, dude, why do you want to sell your Bitcoin? Why do you want to become the why would I buy anything with it? I don't want to become the pizza guy. Like, da 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 da. Like, what about capital gains taxes? Like all this stuff. And I'm like, bro, what? Like, dude, this is 2020. Like, look at what's happening in the world. Like, I'm going to buy this $8 taco and nothing's going to happen, except I'm going to, like, make this guy's day. How about that? Like, don't don't type to me, like, all this weird stuff that's, like, that's that's blocking your brain from, like, understanding what we're doing here. So, like, dude, I can, I, I probably only experienced a percent of the frustration, like, that has been felt, like, of all of this. Um yeah. yeah, Jet, jump in there, and then uh, then I'll I'll put in some points. Man, I I'm first off incredibly surprised with how much I feel like our views align. Um, I think we got like my first exposure, like real exposure, where I actually got some uh, Bitcoin was in April of 2016, and then 
I was running a small business at the time and I tried everything I could to like encourage customers to try and pay with it. I offered discounts and this and that. And I, I did help hold meetups. Like as soon as I got involved and realized that there was actually a community, I'm out in New Brunswick, Canada and there's like, it's rural for the most part. So um, it was really hard to, I don't know, do any kind of persuading. Like there were like, still plenty of people that don't even have a smartphone. Right. So um yeah. So when 2017 hit, uh, that was like, I remember, I'm pretty sure it was like my last Bitcoin transaction, like to, to switch, like a, after the um, Bitcoin cash fork, um, I remember paying like 60 some Canadian dollars for a transaction and I wasn't making a lot of money. The small business was just me. It was a one man yeah. show. Right. So I was like, yeah okay, this isn't for me anymore. And I haven't touched it since. And I had a similar experience with Ethereum where like, I remember just trying to like seeing all the hype and excitement and going, yeah, okay. Like I haven't really dabbled in that much. I'll give it a shot. And like going to make a transaction and the fees were $300. And I was like, nope, like it's completely written off in my mind. I don't want to ever touch this. Like, uh, so I, I definitely like hearing someone you're speaking to me when you say like, yeah. it's interesting yeah. to see that frustration because I've never had, I've been in amongst the frustrated. Right. So yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of lost what the, what I was going for here, but the spirit I think is like, it's very touching to me and I appreciate hearing this. And this is yeah. where, you know, I think, uh, you know, Brian's a, a great, guest for this and i'm sure we'll probably end up being a long time uh friend of the show because uh exactly what he said before about people not being able to explain it uh right and i think it's quite interesting that that's you know what you've started doing a lot of uh content to address and i'm i'm doing the same right and i feel like one of the failings certainly of the bch uh side in the block size war was was in the communication but as a combination of the fact that it was the more decentralized side essentially because the uh bdc side kind of had had blockstream as the evil empire in the middle of it and they had all the devs and stuff so they were able to kind of get it together a bit quicker and then also because of the you know enormous censorship campaign where everybody was getting banned out of expressing their opinion well when you're already the more decentralized community and on your the receiving end of the stick at, at the time when there was just essentially our Bitcoin and maybe a bit of Bitcoin talk and both of them, BCH people are just getting purged. Like it's going out of style. Like that, uh, that was just a huge uh, loss to the, uh, you know, community, the ability to, to communicate. And so now that's another aspect that I feel BCH has BDC a little bit beat on is the community by, even though it's smaller by process of natural selection has become more decentralized in its uh, communication uh, channels so obviously yeah bdc has other you know uh advantages but that's one area bch is doing fairly well on jet we're gonna uh, yeah uh just just real quick i think and I, i'm uh i'm sure if we have other you know the B, the stereotypical btc maxi uh watching this i might get some flack but i think roger veer actually his his approach to bitcoin early on and what he evangelized about it uh i think is the point I think we, and in looking at the market today, we've lost that by far. 
Um, so I'm a little, you know, I've talked about this before on the podcast. I'm a little, I feel a little defeated when I look at the the state of the market, but um, I think there's definitely just as many or more important people to pay attention to because of the expansion in the space. So there's a lot more noise, but there's still a lot more like really dedicated, uh, intelligent people that, you know, people can, can uh, pay attention to. They're just harder to find. Yeah. So, and I would say one thing off of um, what Jeremy was just saying too, about the like different places to talk and BCH being more decentralized and the um, like just the, the censorship that like, did or didn't happen on forums or whatever like that whole thing want to know like dude here's something that's frustrating then as a person that's trying to like kind of like find out what happened or whatever so much of these like podcasts the limited amounts that there are would what would happen is like the token person whatever would like pounce on that and then there'd be 45 minutes of like did this did or not happen like on the forums or whatever and like and dude and like you you like like you said we're one of the top posters over there and so you understand it and you like have dude there's zero way that i will ever understand the intricacies of everything that happened back then at the level that you do i haven't read the um block size war book like i thought about it and i kind of want to but i also kind of like but i also kind of don't like to be honest like and that's where like and so like we talked about the bankless guys talk about like crypto is better than fiat money like you talk about like BCH is better than fiat money. Like I talk about Bitcoin is better than fiat money and I'm not a, and so that state, that statement sounds like, <laughs> like I'm not a universalist. Like I'm not a universalist and I'm not going to talk about like, Oh, we should all be on team crypto. And like crypto is better than fiat money because I actually have really strong opinions about like that view of things waters down the movement. And I actually don't think it helps. Like, I think we should like be rallying to like one standard to beat fiat money, but like, but at least, but at least that discussion, in my opinion, is more interesting. And, and what I'm thankful for the way you even already teed this up today, talking about that is what the internet needs. The internet and crypto as a whole doesn't need me and you to like talk for 45 minutes about like the everything that happened on the did or didn't happen on the forums or whatever. Because as like uh, Jet just said, there are dude so many more new people that just like need the like bit like the the basic stuff, like the shot in the arm of the entire thing. Because there's all these people hanging out in DeFi thinking that they're like crushing the system or whatever. And there's all these people onboarding merchants to Bitcoin Cash and to Dash and to Monero and blah, 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 that think they're crushing the system. And then there's like Bitcoiners that are like holding Bitcoin and making the market cap go up so that we like beat gold or whatever the next like thing is, you know, again, speaking broadly of the entire thing, like, but combining and telling the story of if we like narrow down on one I would say one crypto standard to beat fiat money and nail the L2 part of payments go around. That is something that I think is just hyper relevant to lots of people. Yeah, exactly. And that's what, uh, yeah, I do want to kind of come to this and uh, it's another thing that we can I'd have to do a whole separate episode takes, about because uh, <laughs> it takes time to get there, but it yeah. takes time to get there. There's, none of that is saying that the history doesn't matter. Because the history for sure matters. And because a movement is individuals taking action and to like looking back on the American Revolution and thinking about the personalities of certain individuals involved and what they may or may not have stood for. And on the scale of like 
we all have our bent on little things and we're all good at certain things. And, and when you smash all of those type A people like into the room and they're arguing with each other and like tensions are up, like that obviously is interesting in like history, like, like dude, giant, like things have happened in very real people's lives as a result of the words that were said and the actions that were taken. So like, I'm not, uh, it's, I'm not wanting to talk down on that. It is super good to know like what happened and it's definitely a part of it. Yeah. I mean, I think for me, the, the history is, yeah, it's, it's balanced. Like you said, there's, there's two aspects to it. The first is it's less important because the, the world's moved on and less people care. People are new to crypto. You know, they don't want to be involved in internet drama from, you know, eight years ago or whatever. who fucking cares. Right. There's, so there's that, there's certainly that aspect to it. But on the other hand, there's also the aspect that, uh, like you said, the, a lot of the narrative and the, the driving force of, of crypto has been lost because it's been spread out into all these different communities with slightly different, uh, things. And that was that original fracturing was the moment at which the, the movement well in the long run it's ended up having pros and cons right because we're more decentralized but also centralized you know there's less uh momentum in one coin for network effects right which is correct yep yep and that's what i um that's what i'm kind of referencing there at the like social layer um yeah just instead of the code because the social layer is like hugely important Exactly. And I agree. And uh, yeah, I mean, we're, we're going to have to uh, move on because we've got a couple other things I want to hit uh, and we're sort of running out of time, but we can, we can definitely do this again and uh, dig more into this. But I, I think that's essentially where the BDC and BCH side, that dynamic around with the social layer zero and, and so on, there's a, yep. there's a lot we can, uh, we can dig into there. And I will, uh, maybe, maybe I'll promise that you for next time, I'll talk to you about uh, the, the BCH, what is the end goal? And also, yeah. uh, what about, uh, is there a need for checking and a savings BDC and yeah. BCH? Uh, I've got yep. a lot to say about that, but we just don't have time today. Love it, um, love it. Okay, all right. So uh, next topic then, uh, and this is something you can uh, check out too, which is similar on this theme. So Ryan Giffen, okay. who's a good friend of the show, he's been on a couple of times. He's in the chat I saw uh, before as well. He has been in St. Kitts and Nevis, and they have been, he's been documenting uh, with Mark Feldson and a couple other people uh, what's going on there where there's a huge uh, groundswell of adoption going on. It's sort of like the BCH version of El Salvador, but uh, critically it's happening without any government uh, force. There's no mandate. There's no nothing. People are just voluntarily deciding to do it because there are a few people there that are into uh, BCH and they've sort of uh, evangelized it and it's starting to catch on and, you know, build a little bit of a, a network effect there and all that. And so this video that I have linked here, it's called a crypto revolution in St. Kitts and Nevis, Nevis, uh, Bitcoin cash uh, from Ryan Giffen. People can uh, uh, look that up on YouTube, but uh, it's really important to me because it shows a lot of different things, pieces clicking into place, you know, uh, with the content creators, you know, Ryan's been up with other BCH uh, content creators there. He's uh, finds a business that he, then he's, his business is going to team up with and start, you know, trading in crypto. There's uh, individuals that they're trading with crypto as well too. There's a lot of stuff about, you know, not your keys, not your coins. Here's how you back up the phrase, blah, 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 blah. All those uh, pragmatic steps that I know you're huge on as well. And obviously it's that similar idea to 
uh, crypto, you know, creating prosperity, right? That uh, these people who are jumping onto crypto and trying it and finding it's newer and easier. And if the price uh, improves, or even if it doesn't, but they find new opportunities to connect with a new uh, business partner that they hadn't before, well, then they've created more wealth for themselves, right? Um, kind of as a result of uh, as a result of all that, and and that is what it's ultimately going to convince. But you can have a better life by joining crypto, right? And that's that's what this is all about. That's how we win, <laughs> basically, right? Um, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, so just comment on this. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's, I think the, like, the ethos of what's happening is awesome. I think it's, like, directionally correct. I, like, I am worried that El Salvador running on one standard, St. Kevin's Methods running on one standard, and then, like, New Hampshire, like, running on a different standard is, like, an issue. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't love that off the top of my head. Like, the Bitcoiner in me doesn't love that off the top of my head. However, like why I jumped into like side chain so much earlier and I've been saying it throughout is I'm open to like publicly discussing more and brainstorming like publicly more the concept of like pegging in like into a local economy, like using Bitcoin as like my, like I'm choosing to use Bitcoin as my base and other people might use other crypto as their base then they would peg into like whatever the local like jurisdiction uses. This is where like, want to know something I do that I think is kind of funny, like Balaji. I really like Balaji. I think he, I think his brain works in an incredible way. And I like what he has to say. Every time he uses the word Ethereum, I just swap it out for Bitcoin sidechain, And I just like, and it empowers like something I think about the future. Like I think he's saying good words. I think that he, un- I think he underappreciates all of the issues that we, like it was, what we talked about, about Ethereum on the front end of this, but like the way that he talks about like pegging in and out and like side chains, I think is an okay frame. It's, it's where my brain is moving towards framework wise. And it's where then work that is happening in New Hampshire, happening in St. Kitts and Nevis, happening in El Salvador, happening in the like Southern California, like where I meet people. Um, that's kind of the market saying that's going to happen also. Like, I can't control what happens in St. Kitts and Nevis. I've never been there. Like, so if they're choosing to onboard people to that software and the business owners are choosing to run that software, what would happen currently is I would get there and it would be just like having a Visa card or it'd be like having an American Express card and the restaurant, like not accepting American Express, right? Like that can kind of happen. And that's another analogy that I've been using also is I wonder if like, you know, businesses take Visa, MasterCard and American Express. Like, I think that could happen. Like, I think that could happen that like businesses are going to take one of three or in the way that like, I'm not sure a lot of people know this, but like, BTC pay server, like you can actually run, like you can check the bot when you're launching a new BTC pay server in the settings, you can check multiple crypto. Like, so in the same way that the credit card systems were created for one portal to receive multiple credit cards, I can, I can see a future where businesses would take different, I'm going to go with side chains rather than cryptocurrencies, but I could see that happening. Yeah, exactly. 
and maybe you know at a at a at a meta level not to get uh, too far into this because yeah uh, but at a meta level maybe all uh, cryptocurrencies are literally just the side chain of the value network you know humanity's uh, value network and and sort of the idea that yeah. yeah swapping between fiat currencies or between cryptocurrencies or side chains of cryptocurrencies all of it is is just value because money is money and once you've got some of it you can trade it for another thing you know whatever the person wants you to buy with kind of thing totally. I think, um, yeah, I don't, that's not that weird to say. I've heard people say that and, and I, and I appreciate it. We're, we're, we're getting to that, uh, that, that point, but yeah, that's another rabbit hole we can go down. Right. Next one community. we got to hit our regular segments, community comment of the week. I'm just going to blast through these uh, next couple slides because I want to give you a chance to get in a a message to the community uh, at the end before we got to go. So uh, sort of exactly as we've been saying, uh, Pomp tweeted out this week, Bitcoin is now the only global payment system that won't discriminate against anyone regardless of their race, nationality, religion, politics, or uh, actions. This is going to become incre- incredibly important in the coming decades. And Matt Hamilton, the developer for Ripple, just wrecked him and said, apart from all the others, which is sort of like, look, Pomp, the, just the, take the word only like out of this tweet. What, what is going on here, mate? Like, it's just delusional to think there is not... Uh, a variety of people you know trying it in in different ways and maybe they'll interconnect or they will definitely interconnect but maybe uh, we'll standardize and that sounds like that's going to have to be the the topic for uh, our next uh, you know uh, discussion is is crypto going to standardize what what does the future look in that sense but this kind of you know this is the difference this is why having pomp on this show would be a very different take to having you on this uh, show because i think uh, even just those um those those basic things are uh, you know he hasn't quite uh, clicked on them yet um then we got uh, meme of the week uh, i saw you like this one a little while ago it's uh this guy and he's uh I don't, I don't, what, what is going on here? he's having a salad and uh the salad bowl is labeled any conversation about payments he's just pouring this enormous bottle of like olive oil comically oversized with uh lightning uh fixes this uh as as well too i i saw it you know like maybe just briefly do you do you think that lightning can can be the the savior for bdc payments and it and it will fix everything so what i think is that people should be fierce advocates like of their l2 solution and they need to be something that um I may have even replied to that tweet. I may have created a two tweet thread on that first one. We were going over a mine where I said something about lightning because I wish what, what, here's what I'll say about this. I wish lightning developers would talk harder and louder about undercutting credit cards. I wish they would. I think there's a little bit of like, frou-frou like gaming micro paywall stuff that's just everywhere and i again this is just my personality like i think the taco stand like i do think the taco stand and i do think the coffee shop is more interesting than that like i just do like i don't i don't really care if kids are playing video games for lightning i i don't like i get like we can have the metaverse and web 3.0 conversation and about how the internet needs a final currency and like all this stuff but I'm I'm more interested like in that brick and mortar person like I am. Yeah. And so and so how that's semi relevant to this is like I I do like want memes about lightning fixes us to be jacked through the roof and be posted everywhere. And I want this whole bottle to get dumped out and all this stuff. I do want that. 
sometimes I don't understand. And like, obviously like Nicholas, like is the tip of the spear of like, I've talked to like the um, Galloway like team and what the Galloway team did in El Salvador is amazing. Like it is amazing. And when I talked to like, honestly, back in that story, I told you about how the lockdowns and everything changing, like, like Mike Peterson, of Bitcoin beach going on tales from the crypt, like that changed my opinion about Bitcoin. Like that was my best like Bitcoin podcast of that year. Like that in the way that Mike like talked about how like he was doing things that like you like Bitcoin Twitter would have told him that like aren't ready or whatever, but he did it anyways. Like his, his not knowing his lack of baggage just make, he was just out there doing stuff with people. Like, and that's, good and that's good and amazing and so i wish the lightning people were louder about it undercutting credit cards definitely and i think it's uh you know the certainly the case that uh joel once again he's getting a lot of shout outs shout out to joel uh, yeah. uh you know i suspect he'll uh he might watch this show and uh you know he he did great but uh one of the things you know he kind of uh talks about is he says that like the lightning network sort of segment of the bitcoin community is really quite different to the you know a, a lot of the rest of it uh sort of thing so it's it's interesting to see even those sub communities in communities uh kind of uh developing as well all right i think maybe we should just skip meme of the week too i had two this week but let's just skip over it we'll put we'll chuck that in the next one everyone can see it on the slides and uh laugh you know but we'll, we'll come back to it peter shift that's yeah. a, that's a separate uh topic uh, you know uh we can go down another time so yeah as we're getting sort of more uh towards the end of the show i give every guest a chance to give a uh message to the the bitcoin cash community who i guess are the ones that uh listen to this show in in general and uh you know obviously you're gonna have uh kind of an, an interesting take I'm, I'm curious whether you own any bitcoin cash i would guess maybe not but maybe you have a little bit i don't know but even whether you do or don't uh certainly an outside perspective can can certainly add so it's completely open slather what it's yeah. just what do you think what do you think we need to hear what what mindset does the bch community need to be in yeah uh look here's i'll say it to both like here's my Super appreciate like uh, doing this today. Thankful for this. I want to do it again. Uh, thanks for being like conscious of the time, like in the curveballs I was throwing at you. The message to like Bitcoin community and the Bitcoin Cash community is the same, and it's start twenty twenty two with a blank slate. Like literally, start it with a blank slate, and this is to an individual. Like start this as an individual blank slate. Look at everything there is in Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash and crypto, and lightning, and liquid, and RSK, and state chains, and wrapped Ethereum, okay? Literally look at all of it, and just think about what you and your family's goals are, and that's the second thing. Get your family involved. Like, if your family isn't already involved on, like, you even knowing how to budget in cryptocurrency, and leaving fiat money, and lowering your fiat footprint, then talking about the intricacies of one cryptocurrency versus another cryptocurrency is honestly not the step you're on. The step you're on is talking to your family about it and leaving fiat money because that's like, because fiat money is not good and fiat money is hurting families. So that's what you need to talk to them about. And then as far as inter like crypto and crypto stuff, we just need to start 2022 with a blank slate and recognize what apps are available um, and like what get back to get back to basics. Yeah, get back to basics. Great, uh, great, great phrase. And I think, yeah, certainly as things have now got to such a point that that crypto is feeling pretty inevitable, people are getting that sense that like, th this is not going away. You know, yeah. it's it hasn't really started in a huge FOMO sense of holy shit, everybody's piling in like, on mass, right. But 
we're getting kind of close to to that sort of a a tipping point really so uh yeah we should be we should be prepared you know we should be in the run-up to that essentially we should be like preparing you know like content and the messaging and the language like that's another thing i'd love to dig in uh with you about i'm definitely going to watch this back i'll note down all these things we said we'll come back to maybe we'll have a series i don't know but uh we'll, we'll come back to that um uh as well as well too so yeah great uh great great thoughts and definitely something everybody should uh take to heart so that kind of uh does it for the show then final slide is as always the donation qr code you can donate to the podcast in uh bch shout out to everybody that does donate really appreciate it absolutely love that uh peer-to-peer cash element technically you can actually donate in bdc as well uh if you swapped over onto the legacy format but i don't check those so please uh don't do that but you can and there's another thing we could also touch on it's like there's sideshift.ai so if you're listening to this from brian's side you like lightning you like liquid you like uh bc and you want to support in bch hit up sideshift.ai you can send in your coins i'll get bch it all um works out or if you want to donate in lightning or, or whatever i'm sure you can follow uh brian's content as well too and i'm sure there's uh stuff there to to support his uh his work and the and the crypto content and everything um start guide faq links and all that are at uh, bitcoincashpodcast.com i'm very impressed that you mentioned the uh faq and that's definitely uh, an interesting element of, of digging into because it's it's sort of like an alternate reality in some ways the the bch story of what is bitcoin and how it all works out you know what's uh what's going on and uh yeah a bit of a opportunity for shout outs where can people find you you know plug yourself and yeah. uh, also if you want to give a shout out to anyone uh, special in particular too yeah uh yeah uh search brian harrington on youtube uh would appreciate just comments and thoughts um and then brain harrington on twitter so yeah if you're watching this today would love to talk to you my dms are open like would love to just talk one-on-one about anything you think so brain harrington and then yeah 100 percent want to have a second conversation um i think like me you and joel talking about like everything as a side chain and like really getting into all of that versus each other and the pros and cons um, would be really, really encouraging. And I'm sure I would learn a lot. Yeah, that, that, that would be killer. Jet, any, uh, any final thoughts from you? I have one. Uh, it's direct for you, Brian. Perfect. Have you checked out Smart BCH? No. You like Ethereum, I... you like being a degenerate gamble- gambler, but you like right. the bulletproof nature of Bitcoin. Well, we got yeah. you covered. Perfect. No, perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Send me the links and let me get let me get into it. All right. All right. That's the perfect, that's guys. the plug there. And my uh final final message for me, my my shout out is a, a special one this uh this week uh on the final slide. It's going to Shane Keith Warren, who died this week, and uh, I don't know if you know who he is, uh, Brian. You you might not. I I, I don't know. Do you, how do you know who Shane Warren is? I don't. I don't. <laughs> That's you know. It's uh, fine. I, w- I wouldn't expect you to. But for is it cricket? Is it cricket player? Yeah, he looks yeah, like a cricket a, player. He is a cricket player. He's okay. one of the greatest uh, players, uh, you know, in uh, in history. So to give a you know a quick summary for the listeners that aren't you know deep down the uh, cricket um rabbit hole essentially you know in cricket that there's there's the batsman and the bowlers right so the bowlers is kind of like the pitchers in baseball and in those you have two categories you've got the uh pace bowlers and the spin bowlers right so the pace bowlers it's fast so it's hard to hit and the spin bowlers that's like sort of more tricky right and 
within spin bowlers, there's two categories. There's leg spin and off spin, which is whether you're spinning the ball away from the wicket or or towards the wicket. And uh, Shane Warne uh, was a you know he was a player in the Australian team in sort of the late '90s and the early 2000s era, and uh, he repopularized leg spin bowling, which was the most um, sort of niche category. It was very 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 unpopular. But he brought it back into the game because he was he was so 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 good at it, and he became you know the the best leg spin bowler of all time and potentially the best uh, bowler, one of the best uh, cricketers of of all time. And I grew up watching you know him play Test match uh, cricket, which is a very unique sport. You know that goes over five days, and particularly for the spin bowlers, it's you know when they when they play, it's not so much about the athleticism as it, it's, a, it's like a psychological game. It's like hours and hours in the hot sun, you know, grinding, grinding people down. Uh, and he, he was just a master at it. He was the, the best to ever do it. And he inspired me as a, as a kid because he was just on a next level. The, you know, his, his skill and his passion for the game, uh, you know, may, may never be uh, replicated, but he, he died this week at age, uh, 52 uh from some heart issues and uh yeah i just really want to give a a shout out to him because he yeah you know i'm not a big one for sort of you know putting up celebrities on a on a pedestal or anything like that but thousands of hours of my my life have been spent as a as a kid watching uh shane play cricket and warney a a true aussie legend and uh yeah may he rest in peace so that's it. Uh, a bit of a somber note to to yeah. round out, but uh, yeah, just just had to mix that in there. That's uh, that's one for the Australians, uh, and that'll do it for the show. <laughs> Love it. Um, hope hope you've all uh, enjoyed this uh, episode, and yeah, we'll we'll do this again soon, uh, Brian. Yeah. Love it, guys. All right. Cheers. All right. Till next time. For you, banks. I wasn't bored last night. I know the money ain't bright, but I was coding up the future last night. You were busy hating with your stupid friends online. That the Federal Reserve still paid checks straight out of your purse today. They got a dollar, tomorrow got nine. Your savings are in dollars and your value in decline. You